As I watched the looters, thieves, and outright crooks of the Washington, D.C. culture at the State of the Union Address of March 1, 2022, I thought about how wonderful it was that America formed a constitution that limited government not one that fed it. It is no accident that America, out of all the world's countries, has been the most successful at everything it's done. That is because it has limited government, not exacerbated it, how centralized governments in the East and in Europe have done. However, the government is management, and we need people to do these tasks. We need government just as we do in all management. But we always need to check its power, not yield to it. And after all that we've been through, watching that speech where just about everything Joe Biden said was a complete reversal of everything he's done, just as Wisconsin announced significant flaws in their election count, which just pours more gas on the fire of the Biden administration even being legitimate, the dangers of low-quality people in government was obvious. The Federal Reserve has fed BlackRock and Larry Fink as a progressive activist for climate change directly connected to the World Economic Forum Davos guys, leading to massive corruption with quantitative easing. With thousands of terrible stories of deceit and scandal, America is a great place regardless of those awful stories. The bad stories don't define us because we have a great constitution that separates the lowlifes from the rest of us. I've been on a reading binge, which has only confirmed my thoughts. Last year I spent a lot of time traveling and writing my own book, The Gunfighter's Guide to Business. It is pretty much the opposite of what all centralized governments want, including corporate structures, how to defend individual will from the desires of a lecherous mob of looters, which most groups and organizations become by default. And learning what I have recently about finance, woke politics, and the movers and players around the world vying for power and control on a grand chessboard has only confirmed my thoughts articulated in that gunfighter's guide. Of course, my opinions create scandal because people generally don't see themselves as lowlifes who must be defended from. They want to believe that with extensive, fancy educations and lots of money in their bank accounts, they would be respected as some aristocracy of money, which is the fundamental problem of Washington, D.C. culture. However, my measure for these kinds of things goes back to the realm of myth, where much of my early reading days were spent thinking about such things. Early in my life, as I was working out the value of the human race over many omelets in Waffle Houses at 4 a.m. in the morning, during my own college days, I studied mythology and comparative religion, and I fell in love with a particular Irish story that captured these values exceptionally well. It's called King of Erin and the Queen of the Lonesome Island and features a young prince who goes on a treasure hunt to the castle of the Queen of Tupper Tintai to save his mother. This story is how I measure human beings' worth, why I have no illusions about the kind of people who end up trying to run our lives, and explains why we must always be skeptical of them. The young prince arrives at the castle and steps through a window to combat many monsters and maniacal creatures guarding it. But once he slays them, he comes to a corridor with twelve rooms down it. He sees sleeping there the most beautiful woman he has ever seen in the first room. He is tempted to go in and enjoy her company. But he is a person of great personal worth, so he stays focused on his treasure hunt and resumes his journey down the corridor. In the next room is a woman even more beautiful than the first. And so, it goes down the entire hall until he gets to the last room beyond the twelfth. In the thirteenth room is a giant golden room with the most beautiful woman in existence laying upon a spinning golden couch. Of course, that is the Queen of Tupper Tintai, and the two live happily ever after, relative to the tragic nature of Irish mythology. But the point of the story is obvious. Most people of great wealth in the world usually go into those first two rooms in their lives and never go any further. They'll grab the beauties and parade them around at parties and fundraisers, 
So everyone thinks of them as being great people. But they never come close to the treasures that are at the end of the hall. Obviously, there is more to just physical beauty, such as wisdom and experience. But many people I would call lowlifes never come close to those understandings. Instead, they fall for the first beauty they meet in the first room and use that treasure to brag on for the rest of their lives, never developing entirely as people. We must have a constitution like our one in America because of this story. Most people who take these jobs can never be trusted. We need them to do the work, but we can't afford to give them the keys to our kingdom because they are the type of people who fall for the shiny stuff in life and don't have the guts or patience to explore the whole castle of Tupper Tintai and resist the temptations along the way. Much of the kind of government these people are drawn to feeds their temptations, it doesn't require them to fight it. And so, we have a world of massive corruption, and we shouldn't expect anything less from them. But we do need the means to protect ourselves from their natures. Despite having these low-life scumbags running our government, America has been prosperous because we have protected ourselves from their natures which fall for every temptation that comes at them. When I say that, I think of people like Larry Fink. They have bridged the gap between the Federal Reserve printing endless amounts of money to feed Wall Street, then using the power gained from that exchange to propel the goals of the Davos crowd's radical progressivism, backdooring our political system in a public-slash-private partnership that has turned out to be detrimental and terribly destructive. To me, Fink is just another sucker who fell for the beauty in the first room. He didn't even make it to the second room. Let alone the golden chamber beyond the twelve rooms. And primarily, that is the same story we could apply to just about every person in attendance at the State of the Union speech where Biden was illegally inserted to protect that beltway culture from the judgment of the outside world. And to me, most everyone falls short of my judgment. I'm not saying we get rid of the government. But we wouldn't have a good country if we allowed the lowlifes who do make their way into government to ruin our lives with their bad decisions. And by bad choices, it's the kind of people who fall for the temptations in the first rooms of the grand hallways of the Tupper Tintai Castle. Within the scheme of things is most everyone. We aren't proposing to throw those people away as useless. But we do have to protect ourselves from their gullibility to temptations that make them dangerous to the human race. Rich Hoffman Click to buy the Gunfighter's Guide to Business